0: Welcome back to the Heartland Pod. This is Adam Summer. I am your host. This is a Tuesday pod, which means it's a chat. It is Tuesday, May 9th, in fact, when this is coming out. I recorded this earlier, so uh, if something seems like, man, that happened several days ago, uh, that's why. Or if you think, why didn't they talk about that thing that happened uh, last night? That was a huge, massive, massive deal that's going to have incredible ramifications and ripple effects. Um, that's why. Uh, that's why. So uh, Jessica Piper is on for another chat. This is actually her, I think it's technically her fourth time uh, on the pod in general, uh, third full chat. Uh, she joined us for a talk in politics once. So uh, always great to have Jess back on the show. She's, uh, you know, <laughs> doing these interviews. Uh, you get kind of a mix of folks who... Uh, you know, we're talking from school board candidates up to, you know, Senate candidates, right? So uh, including, and, and then of course, Scott Vaughn, who's never short of words. So you, you kind of get this mix of, you know, some folks are, are really seasoned at giving an interview. And then some folks who, this may be the first time they're doing it, which is which is part of the fun of a show like this is that we can kind of help folks get their feet wet on, on some of that stuff. Uh, not everybody gets to go on national media, right? So, uh, you get a little bit of a mix, and sometimes I have lots of questions, uh, and we don't get to any of them, or I think I have enough questions, but I don't because the whoever I'm talking to just doesn't say a lot. Uh, and then there's chats like this with Jessica Piper where uh, I, did, I wrote her name down uh, on my calendar so that I knew who I was interviewing, and that was it. That was really all the prep work I did, uh, and uh, so... You know, it's, it's a very organic chat. I know what I want to talk about with Jess. I want to talk about education, 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 and everything that touches education uh, because she uh, she does a great job of talking about it and articulating what is really important uh, about those things. And we get into all kinds of areas surrounding education. Uh, and, you, you know, <laughs> this week is Teacher Appreciation Week, or I, I like to call it Educator Appreciation Week, I think. Uh, educators is just a more useful term there, but you know either way, I don't think it matters, but either way, it's it's a, it's a hell of a time if you're in Missouri to be thinking about an appreciation week. I saw somebody screenshot uh, uh, state representative Nicholas Shore uh, put up a teacher appreciation post, which is is rich. Uh, that is a great amount of irony. And it it tells you, right, the sort of sycophant nature of somebody like that, that they're willing to post that up uh, after the things that they say, right, and the the stances that they take to then pretend like they're the friend of education. It's just sort of hilarious to me. Uh, But the flip side of that is it also also sort of illustrates a point that I think we're seeing play out, um, which is that most folks really like their schools and they really like the teachers in their schools. And if you you know talk to folks and engage folks about what's going on you know quote unquote in the schools right, you'll find that it's not happening in their school. It's not their kids' teacher, right? It's these other nefarious other teachers, and so it sort of it sort of illustrates that point, and it's part of why uh, why I've I've sort of you know not laughed at, but sort of sort of in a way laughed at the idea of. Eric Schmidt winning the the Senate race because he's he's relied so much on attacking teachers and schools and people just don't like that they, they they don't like that you can talk about it in general but when you do it in their backyard people don't people don't love that uh, people like lots of things in theory uh, but put it in their actual backyard right there's actually an acronym for that NIMBY so you know you just can't do it that way it just does it doesn't work so anyway uh, chat with Jessica Piper coming up. Uh, reminder, check us out on Twitter at the heartland pod on Twitter. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram with heartland pod and email us heartland pod 2020 at gmail.com. Anytime to uh, help us book you or, or anybody else. We're trying to book folks where you've got lots of folks trying to come on right now. So we'll do our best. All right. Without further ado, let's, uh, let's get to the chat.
1: What are we doing?
0: I'm going to ask it. you how you're doing. You're going to tell me how you're doing. and We're going to go. We're, we're going <laughs> to have a, just a chat. Okay. No, no outline no plan <clears throat> <laughs> let's have a chat all right we're well, here for a chat and i have a longtime friend of the show one of the og guests episode <laughs> seven or eight uh and multiple time guest it has been a, a guest talking politics with us and finally got to meet her in person recently and it was great to do so jessica piper welcome back to the heartland pod how in the heck are you doing
1: I'm doing great, Adam. You know, I heard somebody talking about your pod today, and they called it the Heartland Pod. And I was like, "I like you should roll with that, I the like Heartland that. Pod."
0: <laughs> it reminds me of uh, of the One Eaters in uh, <laughs> yeah. that thing you do. It's like, no, we're the wonders. Like nobody cares. Play the song, kid. <laughs> hey, so you know funny. what? As long as they're listening, call it whatever you want. I don't, you there know,
1: there you go. I, I love don't it.
0: I don't care. Just don't call me late for dinner. So we'll be, we'll be all right. Same. <laughs> so, you know, you say you're doing great. So you may be doing great. How how do you feel right now?
1: <laughs> I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm angry. Can I say pissed on the show? Yeah, you say whatever
0: you want on the show.
1: Okay, I'm just I'm just mad. Um, I've been too involved with looking um, into what's going on with um, Missouri legislators today, and it's kind of sent me over the edge. So you know how if you look very if you look for long, you're going to be uh, disappointed, upset, or pissed.
0: So it's something that. I talk about it a lot on the show and we tweet about it. Sometimes we, we even do graphics about it. You know, on the one hand, I know that you're on the same page on, we got to call out the the, the the bullshit and we've got to mm-hmm. use names and be specific. And on the other hand, it's like really hard to not get caught up in your own outrage machine where mm-hmm. it's like you lose sight of, you know, what are they really trying to do? And And you, I know you're on this as good as anybody, which is, we can talk you know, we can talk till we're blue in the face about today it's a trans bill that they're debating. and This will come out afterwards. This is April 25th. so They're debating a trans bill right now, uh, and it's not a transportation bill. It's a bill to <laughs> discriminate against trans people. Children in specific. Children, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, yesterday it's something else. The other day it'll be something mm-hmm. else. The next day it'll be something else. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's, most of it is aimed at dismantling public education. I mean, yes, it is. It's all aimed at the same goal. It spokes on the same wheel.
1: Yeah. And that's why I always try to put it under that umbrella. And I bring people back to the fact this is what they're doing. But it is um, they do want you looking in several directions. They want your head on a swivel so you can't pay attention to the ultimate goal, um, which is to defund public education, to swoop in with charters, um, give vouchers to private schools you know i was um i was looking today someone had um tweeted out a video of fox news um it was a bunch of women on a couch so i'm not exactly sure what segment that is. they were blonde <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> on, on a couch um but one woman they were talking about a coach in another state who was the supreme court is hearing his case about having uh players he he prays uh, i think in the end zone on the 50 yard line and oh, okay. And and they were saying, you know, we don't know if this should be going on at uh, football games at a public school. And one of the ladies said, just she just, the quiet part out loud, she said, this is to the point where we have to really wonder if we need public schools anymore, yeah, if we need is. government interference um, with our kids' education. There it is. And so, right, th- that is exactly what it is. Yes, just say it out loud, because then everyone knows what we're fighting.
0: Right. Yeah, if you want to debate public education like it. I mean, they're basically treating public education the same way they treat business, right? Mm -hmm. We don't want government involved in business. We should let the market figure it out. We don't want government involved in education. We should let the market figure it out. Mm -hmm. And it's it's wild to me that the idea of education of children could be treated as a commodity, but the reality is that it doesn't, it's not that simple. And there's actually, you know, it's the undertones of... (laughs) You can't have segregation in a public school. Mm-hmm. You can have segregation in a in a in a private school. Yes, it's a lot easier. You can force poor kids to be with themselves and rich kids to be with themselves, mm-hmm. and smart kids to be alone and dumb kids to be alone. Mm-hmm. And you can exclude uh, people like my daughter from being incorporated into a classroom, which some people see as slowing down the classroom instead of, you know, incorporating her in. And and that's what's about. Some-
1: I heard somebody say that with those words, say, "We you know this. Um, you know, disabled children are, are like eight to ten percent of the population, and and say that these children should not be educated." But beyond even kids that are disabled, by the way, if your kid has any sort of learning disability, my son had, um, ex, you know, extreme um, dyslexia. You you can't get services for them in a charter or a private. Private right. will one hundred percent tell you, "No, we don't do that." Right. A charter will say, "Eh." We don't really have those, uh, you know, those programs. Maybe you should go ahead and stay in your public school, which is fine. But you defunded the public school when you put the charter in. That's right. You took the money away. And so now you're left with people who can't get out and people who are disabled who do, um, you know, have a range of disabilities um, that aren't going to be met anyplace else at a public school. And they've purposely pulled the funding out. We know what this is. We can recognize this for what it is. It's just like you said, the privatization, it's um, defunding schools. So Missouri's 49th in public education funding. So take the money away from it. What happens when you take the money away from something? It could fail. Turn and say, look at these failing schools. Look what we have for you here. Here's a charter." Hey, here's a scholarship. We'll let you um, have a scholarship to a religious uh, school if you want. Yep. Um. They just passed a bill, you know, letting uh, Missouri religious schools accept scholarship money, which is tax money. And right. it looks like the first year they're going to do this. Uh, St. Louis Post uh, said today it looks like it's going to be about $25 million wow. taken from tax, from our taxes that they're sending. It's it's a religious School. Right.
0: It's a direct funding of, of, it's funny because they use the phrases where right, the public schools are indoctrinating children. With what? <laughs> With information? Like, if we want to talk about indoctrination, if you send a kid to a literally a religious school, and then you use tax dollars to pay for that religious school, that is literally taxpayer-funded indoctrination. And it's and not about I, your ability to freely worship, it's, it's about... Right. And you were just talking about the 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 coach with the the kids praying in the end or in the 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 football games. It's not about whether they can pray at a football game. It's about whether or not you can do it in a way that forces it's it's the compulsory issue of it.
1: So, and Adam, I'm positive that you probably played uh, sports through school, but I'm going to tell you what it looks like if you are. Kind of, I played
0: golf. I don't want to. I don't want to lead anybody (laughs) on. Uh, I know I look like I should have played other (laughs) sports, but I played golf.
1: If you if you have a football coach and you're a junior and you have a starting position and that football coach goes out oh, and yeah. prays at the end zone and yeah. everybody else is following him, what the hell are you going to do? Your ass
0: better be in the end zone. You
1: better be praying in the end zone if you want to keep that position. And maybe that's not true in every case, but it, will every kid think it? Yes, absolutely. A lot of them. Lot of them right. Will. So just by fact of doing that, if and I mean, I think Jesus said to go into your closet to pray, you know, because that's right. not, that's what people who aren't hypocrites do. Right. Um, so yeah, just like you said, it feels compulsory um, to kids um, when this. Well, that, that's what all
0: the cases that deal with that, uh, all the Supreme court cases on that, it's all about whether or not it is or isn't compulsory. And it's one of the biggest misnomers you know, we should have prayer back in school. Get, um, it's not illegal to pray in school. You can nope. absolutely pray in school.
1: Um, anytime you want.
0: Anytime you want, especially silent prayer. You can silently pray anytime you want to. Yep. Um, you can pray over your meal. You can get together with friends during free times and you can pray. You can do all of those things. Yep. I participated in prayer at the polls when I yes. was in school. Nobody yep. tried to stop us from doing that. Nope. It's illegal for the school to make you pray. And that's right. where they have the problem. And if you can shift that money over to the private sector and allow it to be compulsory. And and, and then the the tough part of it is, right? it's it's really easy to twist that argument and say well you're anti you know christianity or you're anti religion or you're you're perse-. no it's not a persecution issue it's a fair application issue it's a it's a due process issue it's a you know substantive rights for everybody to have the the ability to be educated without interference with something else i mean it's it's that simple of a thing and it gets it all gets muddled up and instead we wind up debating whether or not uh, trans youth should or should not be allowed to play sports. And and in that debate, we wind up instead of having an actual substantive debate about that issue, they just wind up trashing, you know, uh, LGBTQ folks in general. Right. And, and it's just awful. It's awful.
1: Well, um, I talked to a trans advocate in the state of Missouri, and she said they've identified four students who are uh, identify as trans and who actively play sports in Missouri. Four yeah. freaking kids in the entire state. And we're writing legislation to target those four kids. Yeah. But in the process, what we're doing is saying that, you know, you don't belong. You don't have any place here. You shouldn't be the way you are. It's an yeah. attack on children. And these kids are 50% more likely to um, to try to commit suicide or, you know, commit suicide um, because of, of, of what the stress and everything else they are under. And right. I just want to ask every single person listening to this, do you honestly think a child would transition to win a three A swim meet? Like, do you think right. it's, it's
0: so? It's so nuts. It's bizarre, it's so crazy. Think, like just think about like something really simple in your life that you overthink to the point of anxiety about how people will respond. Right? Something really like how how an outfit fits you. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> now, instead, now imagine you're a kid. You're a teenager. And, you know, try to think back. Luckily, our brains have this trick where they let us forget how insane we were when we were teenagers. Yes. But, uh, you know, try to try to recall how the tiniest little thing when you were a teenager could become a crisis. And now imagine adding on top of that, going and telling everybody, you know, and all the kids who, you know, are just going to be half of them are just going to be the worst mm-hmm. about anything anyway. Right. Hey folks, Adam Summer here. Just wanted to remind you, you can get signed up for our Patreon. You can get links to all of our shows, information about our hosts and what we do over at heartlandpod.com. Sign up for our Patreon. You get extra episodes, extra access, exclusive merchandise that we just send to you. We're just going to send it to you. It's pretty cool. You can also follow us on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, and of course, on Twitter. We love to interact over there with at the heartland pod on twitter just search for us and find the three leaves any place you find podcasts or social media will be there give us a rating if you can five stars really appreciate it and now let's get back to the show so that yeah so that you can get a leg up on like a tennis match <laughs> like it's bizarre
1: it, it makes no sense and by the way i mean my uh my kids dabbled in wrestling they did football basketball softball they did everything but they sure. they both both the boys dabbled in wrestling and uh my youngest son he wasn't a big kid um and he would go to matches i think he was wrestling at 120 there were lots of girls yeah. wrestling boys at 120 right and those girls didn't always lose right and my my you know my kid never uh actually wrestled a girl, but I was thinking the whole time, man, what if he did, what if he got his bucket, you know, at least he would be like, man, you know, like I know what I'm up against now. (laughs) So it's, it's also making, um, when they talk about it being about women's sports, we know that they don't care. They actively fight against title nine, you know, they actively go against women's sports. It's not about that. But the fact of the matter is women can compete against men as well. Like it happens. Um, so, and I was just reading today, actually had a teacher, um, send me, uh, something that was happening at Grain Valley school. Uh, they took a pledge, not all the teachers, but some of the teachers took a pledge to be an ally to LGBTQ, um, Mm. kiddos. And with this pledge, they got a sticker that they, uh, placed on their door. And all it said is the space is safe for all uh today uh grain valley put out a statement and sent an email to all teachers telling them take those take those stickers down and i cannot for the life of me figure out what message you're sending because the sticker literally said the space is safe for all right what message are you sending and they'll work themselves into pretzels because um, the board said well, not everyone put the sticker up, so we want kids to think that they're safe everywhere. <laughs> and I was like, wait, no, you're not You're not going to do that. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And I'll tell you this, too, yeah. because I was a teacher that kids, I was safe to be around, and those kids knew exactly who to stay away from. They,
0: they know. Kids yeah. know. They of course they do. Know. They figure that shit out faster than most of the adults figure it out. Right. It's like dogs.
1: <laughs> they know. <laughs> they, 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 know. know the, they know the good humans from the bad ones. And so it was, it's just an outrage. Um, I did hear the kids were, um, were actively protesting after school and the teachers were taking pictures with their stickers, like, come and get it. Right. So I hope, I mean, I, I just have a lot of faith in kids. I have more faith in kids than I do most adults. So yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping it works out.
0: The inclusion thing too, The pivoted sort of toward the, the special needs, which is an area that I I talked about it in the open. Uh, we're recording on the 25th. This, uh the show that I put out on the 25th. I talked about this issue a little bit in the open about the trans issue. Someone's just basically saying like, look, you know, trying to help people talk about it when they get asked about it. Because for me, frankly, my answer is, I, I don't I don't know. I'm not trans. I can't tell you the first thing what it looks like to feel the way. I can imagine I can have empathy and try to put myself in those shoes, but I, I can't really understand it. Um, one thing I can tell you firsthand is what it feels like to see your special needs child incorporated into a classroom. And it's a big deal. And, you know, our daughter's uh, condition is physical. It's not mental, it's physical. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a, a device that lets her speak. Um, we, we know a family uh, over in Kansas city area, whose daughter's like a year and a half older. And so we kind of see where it's going. Mm -hmm. And she she'll post pictures and videos or whatever of her daughter using her talker is what, what those are called. And she knows exactly what's going on and she's participating. She was posting her math lesson the other day. And it's all just about like appropriate integration and having somebody who can assist her with doing it. And it's not much different than, for example, you know, I think people are familiar with, you mentioned the dyslexia issue, right, with your son. Mm -hmm. I think people are fairly familiar now with that child maybe having somebody get to read something to them during a test or getting extra time. That's a perfectly normal thing that people are used to now. And they weren't. By the way, my stepdad thought he was stupid for years. He was dyslexic. He ain't stupid. He's dyslexic. Right. But nobody knew, right? Now we know. And now we deal with it.
1: Right. And just like you said, now... Um, kids are accepted where they used to be completely taken, like they would be in trailers in the back of a school. That's right. They didn't even interact with children at all. That's right. Um, and so now we look at that and we're like, that's barbaric. It, yes. Why would someone do that? And in 20 and 30 and 40 years, when we look back at this time period in Missouri, we're going to look at those lawmakers and say, you were barbaric. You yeah. singled out children for no reason.
0: And they do it and, in the name of, of, a religion that is built on love and acceptance and tolerance and <laughs> and just they they bastardize it for the purpose of political gain and the political gain appears to simply be money it appears to simply be shifting money into private pockets
1: right and I think that's where Democrats um, really need to to stand up and say things. It's um, I understand, like you said, like I'm not trans either. I don't understand um, everything about uh, gender identity, you know, everything. But if someone tells me who they are. I trust them. Right, yeah. <laughs> they know who they are. I would imagine I, they
0: know more than I do.
1: Right. So I just go with it. Um, and I think when we're talking about the church, too, and people talking about indoctrination, I don't want uh, a Christian person to hear this and think that we're bashing Christianity at all. No. But I remember It's actually going, the flip.
0: I actually think that they're being disrespectful yes. to the religion itself. I, I think that is a bigger issue to me.
1: Yeah. I remember going to church and them talking about the doctrine. Like we talked about doctrine all the time in that word. Um, we were indoctrinated into the church, into the faith, yeah. it, literally. Um, and that is not happening in public schools. And I know because I was there for 16 years, you know, right. you have crappy teachers, you know, they come along. Um, I'll tell you what'll help um, keep the, the bad teachers out. And that's a good union <laughs> because <laughs> they don't want to be associated with that. Right, and so yeah. actually union schools tend to have um, better and and more qualified teachers than non union schools. So,
0: speak to that for a second about Missouri. We're we're about out of time here, but I think that's another one of those massive misnomers in Missouri. Is that the unions are running Missouri schools? Um, yeah can we fact that fact check that one real (laughs) quick yes
1: I um I was when I first moved to Missouri I was in Park Hill and it was unionized and I mean I knew it because my pay was 20 grand higher than it was to the school I went to after because they had benefits because they said you're only working during this amount of time because I had time to plan I had time to eat and I was a better teacher for it um but you go out into any rural district in the state of Missouri there is no union no Uh, there's something called MSTA which people will say is a union. It's not. It's a professional organization. It absolutely does not bargain for pay or conditions. Right. I was the only member of NEA that I know of in the entire district that I just came out of. So wow. that doesn't afford me any benefits, right? Being right. one person there. Um, so you're right. They're go out anywhere away from the city. They're not unionized. You cannot blame a teacher's union for what's going on.
0: No, it's just nuts. I, I my, my wife is a, a 504 coordinator for our district right now. And I've come home many evenings in the last few months where she's got her laptop, she's got her stuff and she's doing, she's working and there's no overtime. There's no extra pay. There's no bonus. There's no nothing. She's just working extra hard in during time where she technically doesn't have to, but there's no union there. That's saying, if you do that, you pay extra. No, her salary is her salary period.
1: Right. Or a union to say, you know what, she's overwhelmed. You need another person half time. And right. that's what unions can do is, and everybody needs to recognize that a teacher's um, situation and a teacher's classroom is also the student's situation. Right. So they're constantly right. bashing teachers for wanting more. And you're like, what are you wanting for your kids, guys? Right.
0: Right. Do you want 30 to one in every classroom? Do you right. want 35 to one? And by the way, if we keep driving off folks like you, 16 uh, year veteran teachers who know how to handle a classroom, and we're replacing all of those teachers. And there's nothing wrong with first year teachers, there's very plenty of good first year teachers, but you can't have a building run by first year teachers and expect it to go well. And especially if you're, you know, if your class sizes were 20 to 1, that's a little easier. But if you're going to be throwing first year teachers into 30, 35, 40 kids in a class because we can't find enough teachers, so we're combining classes and now we're combining subjects and everything else under the sun. Right. Oh my god, it's just a recipe for failure.
1: Yeah, I was talking to my husband the other day and you're right. New teachers can come out with complete fire and just be ready to go. It's the classroom management. It's yeah. it was it was 7 years the last time I I sent a kid to the principal's office. Right. Cuz I can take I can take care of the kids in the class and I know how to teach and also keep them in line. But you're right. If you have and you that's what you see out here. Uh, it's a constant turnover because we don't pay them. We go to four days a week um, to try to keep them. And now everybody's going to four days a week. So that's not an incentive anymore. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's next. Three days. I mean, I'm i am being 100%, um, you know, real here. We don't, there's no way out of this without yeah. funding schools.
0: Yeah. So you are running for Missouri State Legislature. I think most people who listen to the show know that. But what they may not know is that they can help your you and your district and how they can do that. So give them that stuff real quick uh, so we can wrap it up.
1: Absolutely. If you will go to JessicaPiperForMissouri.com, uh, there's a donate button, but there's also a place where you can sign up for updates and that's where you'll be put on a mailing list. Um, we have all kinds of needs for volunteers. We've actually... Got an army of volunteers ready to go because we're going to do something uh, real soon. But yeah, I appreciate that. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, uh, TikTok. Follow me on TikTok.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you don't know the Jeff Piper's on TikTok, then I don't know. If you listen to this show and you don't know that, that would be incredible.
1: <laughs> now <Yes>. they know.
0: <laughs> yeah, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for hopping back on, and uh, it's yeah, we'll we'll keep cheering and uh, keep watching and. Yeah, you've got supporters in this house.
1: Thank you, Adam. Talk to you soon.
0: The Heartland Pod is a production of MidMap Media, LLC. Follow us on Twitter with The Heartland Pod. With email, you can reach us HeartlandPod2020 at gmail.com. Online with HeartlandPod.com. Subscribe. And please sign up for our Patreon with patreon.com slash heartlandpod. Become a pod head or an official podgressive today and unlock all of our content. See you at the next show.